The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, Michael Rogers here with the audio from the April 18th Facebook Live show that Sherry did at Consumers Credit Union in Kalamazoo. Now, here's Sherry. And we're welcoming Sean Premer, Chief Human Resource Officer for Consumers Credit Union, to our show this morning. Welcome, Sean. Thank you. Glad to have you with us today. I'm excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about Consumers Credit Union, Sean. Great. Uh, Consumers Credit Union was actually founded in 1951, though you probably wouldn't have known us uh, very well back then because it was started by Consumers Power Company employees. And they started their small credit union, uh, and then consumers started to downsize in the 80s. And they hired Kit Snyder as our CEO, and he has been our CEO since 1984. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So Not too many organizations can say they've kept their CEO that long. He's a good one. He is a good one. <laughs> he is a good one. He's built an organization really founded on... Uh, servant leadership and serving our community and our members. And from the time he was hired, we had, um, I believe the number was just over 200 members. We now have about 100,000 members. So wow. he's really grown the organization strong. He sure has. Yeah, averaging about 18.5% growth year over year for his entire tenure. And Which is a pretty incredible statistic. And I remember the early days, too. Yeah. I remember the early days of the one location one there location. in Kalamazoo. Yes, and now we have 20. So uh, it's a fast and furious growth, but it's a lot of fun. And we've been able to do that with a solid culture, um, being recognized as one of West Michigan's 101 Best and Brightest Companies for several years, an oh, elite winner for most of them. Quite and, an honor indeed. Yeah, nationally as a best and brightest winner and an elite winner for all three years we've been recognized on on that list. So And you've been a big part of that, Sean. Yeah. You've been here now for how long? Seven years. So tell us about your journey coming here to consumers. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. There's an old Dave Ramsey quote about um, wouldn't it be a shame to uh, climb the ladder only to realize you put your ladder against the wrong building? Ooh, and, wow, that's good. Yeah, and so, you know, I've had a very um, solid career, a successful career. And prior to coming here, I, you know, was with a great company as well, um, spent some time in public accounting. But when I landed here at Consumer seven years ago, thanks to Welsh and Associates, I'll, I'll put that in there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I finally knew I put my ladder against the right building, yeah, you know, and yeah. so it's been an amazing journey. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. We're here today with Sean Premer, the Chief Human Resources Officer for Consumers Credit Union in Kalamazoo. If you're enjoying our conversation today, please share it out with someone else like us. And if you've got a question, if you're listening live, make sure that you uh, share that with us too. We'd be glad to address that as we go along today. So, Sean, the culture at Consumers Credit Union is something that is unique. Unique to you at Consumers, unique maybe in the credit union world. You've had a big part in shaping that. So tell us, how does that contribute to your brand yeah, in the community? Absolutely. So, 
You know, your brand is really every interaction that somebody has, you know, with your organization. So it really starts with our employees. Sure. Our employees really are our brand, right? We're, we're known for community engagement. We're known for our, um, you know, great customer service, member service in our world. Um, and that starts with every single employee. So they live and breathe our brand. So we take that from a human resource perspective from the very moment that they interact with our company before they even start working here. Mm -hmm. And they go through, you know, kind of an artist process to get hired in. But once we've hired somebody, we know we have that right fit to be our brand ambassador. Right. And that's really the foundation of it is making sure you bring the right people through the door. Right. So brand though, who you are and who you're known for started a long time ago, didn't sure. it? I mean, it started before you came. Oh, long before I seven came. Seven years ago. Mm -hmm. But when you came, you sort of exploded the way you use that brand to hire employees yeah. and further your culture. Absolutely, right? absolutely. And part of that is we have this amazing marketing team. We hired a chief marketing officer the same year I was hired, thanks to Welsh and Associates. I'm going <laughs> to put that out there again as well. And the partnership between human resources and marketing is very strong. And so when we're working together, it's every piece of material we use, every communication that we have, even right down to how our employees sign their emails is, you know, really part of our brand and so we've had this great partnership between HR and marketing to really help us convey that brand over the last um, seven years and and like you said it's been very it's been explosive that is a unique combination of talent that you put together I'm not sure every organization necessarily does that but thinks about bringing talent acquisition and marketing together Absolutely. to get the message consistent what, where have you had some specific successes with that and collaborating on? Can you think of something like that? that oh, you've... lots. You know, it's it's funny because we collaborate now so much. It's it's hard to like pinpoint one. It's just natural, yeah. But a great example is our marketing manager um, and our um, vice president of organizational development are actually going to a conference together this summer t because we're so good at this to present on how marketing and and training and HR work together to create a great brand. And so uh, we're getting so well known for it, it's hard to target, you know, one thing, but I'll say, you know, we do a lot of education as a credit union. It's super important that we educate our members and our employees. So right, we've intertwined right. a lot of that um, through marketing and training. Okay. And that's uh, really been, I think, a key part to consistency. Right. So the education materials our employees use and the education materials our members are seeing very similar. So it's a consistent brand, a consistent message. Right, right. So dialing back to the early days, let's go back. I mean, maybe when you started, it wasn't quite like this. The brand was there. It sounds like Kit had laid the foundation Absolutely. with the membership, with the leadership of who you were and defined that pretty well. But you took the culture through talent acquisition, through marketing, through organizational development to a whole new level. Where was it at seven years ago, and how did you how did you shape that? How did you develop it? You make it sound easy. I bet it wasn't though. <laughs> oh come on! It's <laughs> you know it's interesting because I came into an organization with such a great foundation. You know, were so they hungry? I, were they ready to do this when you? Absolutely. I okay. think when they made the decision to hire their first HR executive, 
that showed that they were ready to go to the next level. So we were at that nice spot where we had enough employees to get a little bit of, you know, momentum going um, to build a stronger culture as a brand. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a lot of empowerment in my job. So that's the key. And and I'm trusted to do my job. So I think the number one thing um, that's the key to my success is that I'm empowered and I'm trusted. So when I do the research, when I come up with an initiative that we want to um, follow, I get to do that. Right. Not always successfully. So we use a term here called fail forward. So you try things and they don't work. And that's okay. Right. Uh, but the reality is, is if you don't try something, you're never going to get to that next level. So we, right. you know, constantly tweak and change and, and find out how to do things better. And you're the, and you're allowed to be the champion for yeah. that. I assume you are, right? Yeah. You're the champion, right? I mean, a lot of organizations talk about working with human resources as a strategic business partner. Sometimes it's a name only. Right. Right. So, right. so I want you to do this, but really, this is what I'd like you to implement, or just stay in your box over there, and this is good for us. But you're saying you have really been empowered, right. been given the reins to be the champion and lead this throughout the organization. Mm-hmm. So you've been the ringleader bringing it all together. Yeah. Which is pretty exciting. It's a lot of fun. You know, yeah. there's never a dull moment. And I think about, you know, right after I first hired them, and kids always had this strong foundation of how we hire. So yeah. we have this process of hiring in groups, and we feel like that process helps everybody begin the same journey in the same way. And that provides consistency in our brand and in our training and, and how people are prepared to do their jobs. Um, so that was already a foundation here. So again, I lucked out with, with coming into this organization with an amazing foundation. But once we realized, okay, if we're going to have our culture be our brand, then we need to make sure we're hiring for that culture. And so it was redesigning our recruiting process and our hiring process to make sure that we were hiring based on values mm-hmm. and culture first. And we can train you to do pretty much anything. Right. So uh, we really took on that hire for attitude, train for skill philosophy. And that's really allowed us to acquire some amazing talent that's helped us on the journey. Right. And it started with your senior leadership team. Absolutely. Which you added to and changed mm-hmm. quite a bit. Yes. In those first few years. Absolutely. So our uh, we have two key executives. Obviously, Kit's been here 34 years and our chief operating officer, Scott's been here for over 20. But the rest of us really are, well, we have Jeff too that's been here 15, but the rest of us really have been here seven, eight years. So it's a team who's worked so well together um, to build this amazing culture. So it's nothing that anyone's doing on their own. We just have a great cohesive team that's willing to try new things and change uh, to make us better. Right, right. But it's interesting too, the longevity. Mm-hmm. that you do have on your senior leadership team. I mean, with the strength of Kit oh, and yeah. then some other key leaders who've been here five, six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. 15 years. Mm-hmm. So you have long perspective of where the organization's been, where it's come to, and then an, and some infusion of some new ways of doing things, but everyone perfectly aligned and working mm-hmm. together year after year after year, which says a lot about how you get it right yeah. and the success you've had in getting it right. So when you get that key leadership team in place, it probably becomes a little bit easier to do all the 
the right hires, get everything right, get everybody on the same page. Absolutely. With culture. I'll, I'll say this is the first organizations I've I've ever worked for where I don't feel like I'm putting out fires. Wow. I, yeah, I just I mean, I'm not saying I never do, but I rarely do. And the reason that's for that is we have a leadership team that's all committed in the same way. So you know, they're just managing their teams well, they're managing processes well, and we're so cohesive in how we do it that it, you don't have things blowing up all the time. Right. And um, so that allows you to be strategic in uh, implementing initiatives. Right. So you're not constantly, you know, backpedaling to undo mistakes. Mm -hmm. It's always hey, we've got this initiative and we're going forward and maybe that initiative doesn't work and that's okay, but you're not putting out all these other fires because people just aren't handling the things you the way they should. Right, right. And that is very unusual. Again, going back to a core values, mm -hmm. a culture, an agreement on who we are and how we're going to do this together. Right. So well aligned means no firefighting. You just right. get, you get to do a lot of fun stuff and strategy, yeah. which is what makes the difference. Yeah. We're here today with Sean Premer. She's the Chief Human Resources Officer for Consumers Credit Union in Kalamazoo. If you like what you're hearing, please like us on Facebook and share this with others as well. So um, you have built a new operation here, a new building. You started in some humble beginnings <laughs> there out on 9th Street yeah. and quickly outgrew that. You, you were outgrown it for several years. We were. We were. We actually brought in employees from four different locations mm. um, and brought them into this beautiful 92,000 square foot building set in the woods. Um, that's really a, a retreat almost. You come mm -hmm. to work and it's like a, a retreat. Um, it's been designed to uh, promote wellness. So we're out in the woods. We have these beautiful walking trails where you'll see turkeys and deer and squirrel as you're going on an afternoon walk once the snow goes away. <laughs> and it will soon, we hope. <laughs> uh, we have a beautiful fitness facility and we're oh, holding nice. uh, fitness classes. It's really an open environment. It's light everywhere. We have a three-story atrium that just brings in light throughout the whole building. Yeah, it's a beautiful uh, drive beautiful. just coming onto the property with a winding road that brings you around to the back, driving through the trees. Mm -hmm. And and then when you walk into the lobby, you know, we were getting a little sun this morning, which was <laughs> absolutely gorgeous. But, but it's an interesting view with right. glass all around wooded area all around but yet just through the woods you can see i-94 so you are totally feel like you're totally connected to the rest of the world yet set apart so it's sort of a refreshing calming kind of yeah. an environment right it's amazing and you know everybody was a little bit concerned about the open workspace you know so we're all in sure. open workspace um that said it's so quiet in here and so peaceful. We've done a great job with white noise. Every design element of the building was well thought out by the executive team and we, we didn't, you know, skimp on a detail because this is your home away from home. Right. And we have lots of private spaces for employees to have meetings or phone calls or, you know, whatever they need if they need some quiet time. But ultimately, um, it's a, a workplace full of collaboration. Yeah. And, and we love that. And we've got outdoor spaces with Wi-Fi so people will be able to work outdoors when the weather's nice. Um, the topography of the land was not um, destroyed with the building of, the bu uh, of our building. So it was designed so we didn't have to cut down hills or a tremendous amount of trees. 
I mean, every detail was put into making sure the employee experience when they come to work is a positive one. And you work with some great partners in putting the building we do. together. We yeah. Do. Yeah, AVB built our building here. It was designed by HOK out of Chicago. Did a nice. great, great job. You know, my favorite piece was I, I've taken two weeks off while, since we've moved in. Uh, and both times I was like, really, I, I want to go back to my office and work. It's so beautiful here. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So how does, how does the building help reinforce your culture and, yeah. and really play into continuing to attract great talent to come here? I mean, for, I think who wouldn't want to work here? Yeah. <laughs> but this was designed very intentionally. It all yeah. works together. Tell us about your thoughts and you know, your process to get there. Well, it's it's really made our culture. Uh, we've always had a collaborative environment, mm -hmm. but collaboration was a little bit challenging in our old spaces I because they that. were very choppy. And so you had mm -hmm. to set up meetings because you had to be so intentional intentional about finding a space where you mm -hmm. could collaborate. So you had to have meetings on your calendar all the time right. to do that. I have probably a third of the amount of meetings on my calendar that I used to because I'm able to just collaborate in the space here. Hey, let's connect for five minutes and talk about this. And, yeah. and there's lots of spaces to do that um, in the moment versus having to have my calendar full of meetings. Mm -hmm. So that's been huge in our culture, but also um, just having a space that brings energy. You just feel energized when you're in it, so yeah. you can feel it with the team you know you're walking through and, and you can feel it and you're able to have conversations with people you didn't have conversations with before oh, yeah. because you see them on your way to the restroom i mean it's really been um eye-opening about the amazing relationships we can build in a space like this isn't that great mm -hmm. good good so when you are bringing in new recruits now and talking to people i'm sure yeah eyes wide open like oh my goodness for the first time since i've been here um, we have our member service center, which is a call center, right? Mm -hmm. And I think some people see a call center and they feel a little intimidated by that. And they're like, I don't know if I could handle working in a call center. So typically, you know, when you're bringing in applicants, they'll be like, well, I think I'd prefer a retail office over a call center. But then once they learn the call center, they want to be there. But it's just a little different. Now it's like, I want to work in your call center. And so, you know, it's a shift and people yes. come here and they're like, I want to be in this building. So it's really helping with recruitment for some of those areas that maybe are a little were a little challenging before. Right, right, absolutely. So in the seven years you've been here, obviously the transformation of the culture to being infused throughout the entire organization, everything that you do, you live and breathe that consumer's credit union culture, and you've been the champion for that. So for listeners who are saying, you know, we wanna do a reboot of our culture, we wanna do some things different, We've talked about this. You made it look easy. You make it sound <laughs> easy. We know that it's not. Mm -hmm. But for someone who's saying we need to, we need to do something like that. I think we know mm -hmm. who we are, but how do we get that across the whole organization and really live in it every day? What would you say? What would the three key steps be for someone who wants to transform their culture, like you have here? Yeah, the very first step is to make sure leadership is on the same page with mm -hmm. wanting the change. So you can't change a culture or reboot a culture um, unless you have cohesiveness at the top because it really does need to come from the top down. Mm -hmm. It's next to impossible to change a culture or reboot a culture from the middle or the bottom just because you've got to have your leadership team engaged with that. They, they have to be living the, and breathing the values that you say you want reflected in that culture. Mm -hmm. 
So that's step one. Yeah. So let me ask you that that is not always an easy thing to do either, because I'm sure when you got here, there there may have been a leader or two who wasn't on board, who may have had to who may have had to help be helped to find other other options yeah. that worked better for them, <laughs> or had to be sat down and said, Let, "Let's get with the program here, and here's what we need to do." It's those aren't easy conversations they to have. Not. They are not, and you know it's very. Interesting here because um, usually employees will self-select themselves out if they don't fit our culture um, because we have some non-negotiables here. Mm -hmm. So from a leadership perspective on your very first day, Kit will say, we don't have negative water cooler talk here. So you really can't talk about someone as if they're not in the room. And if you're going to do that, you won't work here. I mean, that's just the reality. So fortunately for us, we don't have a lot of departures from our, like, we're not asking people to depart because they don't fit our culture. Typically, it's them self-selecting. They recognize it's <laughs> yeah, not a good fit, yeah. or they discover that in the interview process. Absolutely. Right? And we usually can uncover it in, the, in that process as well. So that's fortunate um, mm-hmm. in that piece. Good. So um, the second thing I would say is ask. So I always say do engagement with interviews with your team. Ask them what they like about working for you. Ask them what they don't like and what you need to do to keep them engaged. Um, those three questions alone, we ask those questions every other year of every single employee. How do you do that? Do you do that in a survey of some kind? We don't do it in a survey. It's one-on-one interviews. And right now <laughs> it's it. my team, right? Because I can't do I, Originally, I was doing them all myself. But wow. now we have a great team that helps me with those. We have over 300 employees, so I can't yes. do them all myself. Um, but we ask those questions. Um, and so that was the foundation of how we started. But now we're still doing that. Mm-hmm. And then the third piece is you have to act on it. So don't ask the questions if you're not willing to act on the results. Okay, that's so, key, isn't um, it? You know, and, and so you're going to find some things out as you ask employees how they feel about your mm-hmm. culture, and you need to be able to make changes. And you won't, don't try to change everything. Pick one or two things. Right. And accomplish that, and then go back and pick one or two more. Right. And eventually you'll feel the snowball effect of a positive culture. Do you cascade some of those suggestions or changes down to members of your team, others in leadership to say, this is maybe specific to your department or area, you can help with this. Absolutely. And then assign champions Mm -hmm. to be able to take it from there. You have to. You have to. Yeah. I I would think it's a big job to try to handle it all from HR. you got to get everyone on board in that. So can you give me an example of something maybe that's come up with an employee that was suggested or a theme you heard over and over and you made a change with? Absolutely. So a few years ago, we did our employee survey, which is a, a lengthy survey. So that one we do annually. And one of the things we found in there, even though it was a good score, our lowest scoring area was performance performance management. Employees, you know, didn't feel like the process was giving them the feedback that they were hoping for. And so from that feedback, we we worked something into our engagement interviews Mm -hmm. to, to help us uncover what it was. And we learned, you know what, our performance management system isn't working the way we want. Let's throw it out the window and redo it. And we did. And uh, the next year, we were able to move that engagement score on the survey under performance management by over 30 basis points. Wow, that's yeah. huge. Yeah, and so I think we picked one thing. 
Right. It's, you know, choosing the thing you think can make the biggest impact right. in making that change. Right. So what did you do with performance management that was so radically different that gave them what they needed? What specifically, yeah. what did you do? Rather than do a one-time per year performance review with monthly one-on-ones, as we called them, we actually took the process and put it into a three-time per year. Um, we call it performance GPS, navigating your career. And they're questions really more based on career navigation, meeting, uh, writing some goals, Goals mm. for uh, development and performance, and then you know going over those goals regularly. Nice. So there's no performance review rating. Yeah. Um, if someone's not performing, you have to address that um, right. in a different way. You're not going to um, wait three performance six action plan or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, but but ultimately, people are getting the feedback that they want to grow their careers. Wonderful, wonderful. So get your leaders aligned. Yeah. Talk to your people, mm-hmm. find out what it is that they need or want to make the culture better, yeah. and then act on it. Act on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Super. So, Sean, is there anything else you might want to add that we haven't touched on in talking about your culture and the success you've had here? Again, it seems like it's been a great process for you personally. Very rewarding, I know. Um, but I'm sure it's not been without bumps and challenges along the way, but you make it sound so easy, and we're just so delighted that it's been so great for all of you here, that the growth of the organization has been so phenomenal and that um, the workforce is so happy and engaged. Yeah, I guess the only thing I would say is, you know, regardless of what your role is in an organization, you have to love your organization and what you do. Mm -hmm. And that's really going to then project in the culture. And if you hire people that are have that same attitude about work, it just makes it so much easier. They can adapt your passion yeah. for the work that you do. That's a really, really great point. Yeah. It kind of starts with that, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Which you do a great job of finding out in the yeah. early stages with people. Sure. Terrific. Well, if you've got questions for Sean and you'd like to chat with her a little bit more about organizational development, culture change, how they do what they do so well here at Consumers Credit Union. Sean, how can folks reach you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Yep, so I'm searchable on LinkedIn for sure. So that's Sean, S-H-A-W-N, Premer, P-R-E-M-E-R. Um, or you can always reach out to me um, through Twitter. I'm S Premer HR Pro. All right, excellent. Again, we've been here today with Sean Premer, Chief Human Resources Officer for Consumers Credit Union. Sean, thanks so much for being on the Welsh Wire today. Absolutely, thank you. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.